super duper. That's nice. That's awesome. Way to go. Neato, gang. Oh, that's you cowards on a bitch. I just want to give you a big hug. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is Bugs and Hugs. For Alibi Vodka. Well, this is a good indication of how quick the week goes, because it doesn't seem like we just did Bugs and Hugs. Every Friday at 10 o'clock, it's your opportunity to dial in at one 332 8255 or shoot us a text if you like, and let us know what's on your mind. Might be something that's bugging you. Might be something you want to get off your chest and talk about, or maybe you've got something that's real positive. And you think, you know what, I'm going to send people into the weekend in a good mood. Either way, the phone line is open for you. one 332 8255 And the phone lines have lit up already. I'm, I'm expecting we will hear the word teachers and or education in this next hour. But there's a lot of other things to talk about as well. And we're going to start in Buffalo Pound. Terry is on the line. Good morning, Terry. What's your bug today? Hey, Evan. Well, I'm a first responder at Buffalo Pound Lake, and last Friday morning, I got a call out. It was, well, 7.30 in the morning, uh, motor vehicle collision, minus 50 wind chills, so I go tearing out there with my hair on fire, and uh, I get there, and, like, there's nobody in the vehicle, and it obviously been there for a couple hours. The truck was cold, nobody in it. Right. No obvious signs of injury or nothing. And I've had this happen at least three or four times in the last four or five years where people don't even stop. They just see a vehicle in a ditch, and they call 911, and, you know, all they need is a tow truck. Right. And, like, it's a massive waste of resources. And so, like, I called into dispatch right away and got the ambulance stopped, you know, because the ambulance and RCMP would have been coming in a hurry, too, and... Yeah, sometimes a quick check-in can can give you an idea. Oh, yeah. The person might say, "Yeah, I've called a tow truck, or I've got a relative on the way." You know, I just give you some some understanding for sure. Yeah, that or like with that wind chill, like say somebody's bleeding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have been a difference of life and death. And like like people take the two minutes it takes to stop and look. Listen, uh, Terry, before I let you go, I want to turn your bug into a hug. I just want to thank you and every other volunteer first responder that we have in the province. Thanks for doing what you do, my friend. Thank you. You did it for how many years yourself? Yeah, it's an important job. But those the, the people like yourself that are that are out there volunteering, I'm thinking about the Balcony uh, Volunteer Fire Department who responded to a fairly significant fire here in this past week, uh, Garage Fire, and then, of course, the school. Uh, we had the, the pig barn up at Cudworth, and there was a lot of volunteer firefighters there. Emergency first responders, big hug to you, your community, your province appreciates you. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Bugs and Hugs is going strong, and Paul in Saskatoon is next up. What have you got for us, Paul? Evan, I can't believe there's going to be two hugs in a row here. Had <laughs> a boy. What do you got for us? Well, I gotta throw. I gotta throw Scott Moe into this one too. Big hug to Scott and to the people of Edmonton. Uh, they had a power shortage out there, and we came through for them sent them the power so that uh, they didn't have to go gray, you know, and mm-hmm. they had they had heat and power and everything else. Good job, Scott, Saskatoon or Saskatchewan. We still have the facilities to create power when there is no sun and there is no wind. 
We sure do. And Paul, thanks for uh, for bringing that out. I think I, I have a sister that lives in Calgary. And so I was talking to her and yeah, they, they were really like they were going out to unplug their vehicles and they were being very cognizant of all the electrical things that they were using because the province, you know, I mean, they, they put this out as a legitimate advisory saying, if we don't be careful, our grid is going to fail. So Saskatchewan stepped in. We said, I think 153 megawatts or something like that of of power to help them out. And uh, it does speak to the resources and the ability we have in our province when it comes to energy, power. That's a positive for us, for sure. All right, let's go to Ken in Hawaii. We're going to Ken in Hawaii. I can't imagine it's a bug. Is it, Ken? Well, it's going to be a bug. (laughs) Okay, what have you got for us? Uh, Well, I was supposed to be in Hawaii last Friday. It took us until Sunday to get here. And we were on WestJet. And I think that my bug is that WestJet in particular, but probably other airlines as well, are completely ignoring the airline passenger protection regulations. And in uh, what happens in uh, there's different classes uh, of uh, passengers. If it's weather related, it's out of well, is it something outside of the control of the uh, airline? Well, no compensation. They're going to do the best they can. Uh, or they're supposed to, you know, that's basically your, it's an act of God. However, for those of us that were canceled on flight 263, if you happen to be listening for last Friday, is that that was a, uh, they didn't have a crew. And crew is not, that that's under the control of the uh, employer. That's under the control of the airline. They may have difficulty with it, but that's, that's it's not the union. It's not act of God, it's them. Mm-hmm. And when they canceled us, uh, subsequently, because all of a sudden the weather was bad or whatever, uh, that doesn't matter. The reason we were canceled was because of crew. They told everybody at the end of the night, leave, go. There's nothing we can do for you. Call WestJet uh, or they'll call you. There's nothing you can do. They had responsibilities to those of us under the, that, those regulations to make alternative uh, plans right there. Now, in attempting to advocate for myself and the other people on my uh, uh, on my flight, uh, knowing about this, uh, I was told to get my compensation from God. The person that was telling us when I was trying to say, "Listen, you, we have rights. You have to follow other procedures." She literally came around. I thought, "Well, if she's going to tell me no, I should get this on video." So I lifted up my uh, phone to, and I asked her the question again. And as I went and hit the record, she came around the desk and grabbed my, my tried to grab my phone away from me, oh, boy. which, as you know, is an assault. Yeah, but not good. I, yeah, yeah, not good. And so what WestJet needs to do is that they have to have way better understanding of these because they're completely ignoring them uh, totally. So what I have to do now is I'm looking forward to, at the end of my holiday, is going in and fighting with WestJet to get my compensation, fighting with WestJet to get the additional expenses that I've incurred. And one guy that uh, I was talking to told me, well, he was fought for a year and he decided that it it wasn't worth it. Uh, Unfortunately for WestJet, I'm Ukrainian and I'm quite willing to fight forever. (laughs) You're not not giving up is what you're telling us, Ken. Well, listen, I hope you're in Hawaii. I hope you're going to have a pina colada or something today and uh, enjoy your vacation and good luck with the fight when you get back. 1-877-332-8255, Bugs and Hugs. We go next to the home of Wendell Clark. Bruce is on the line from Calvington. What have you got for us this morning, Bruce? Good morning. Good morning. It's I guess uh, it's... Mostly a bug, I guess. It might be a little bit of a hug. 
uh, I, this teacher situation and the school situation, my, my opinion is the drop in our levels of reading and math are not the fault of government. And I've got a little explanation here. The teachers are complaining about class size. And if you go back to the days of country schools, one teacher was teaching eight grades with as many as 35 students. Mm-hmm. And even then, there were children who had learning problems and those who couldn't speak English. The difference then was children went to school to learn and they behaved because they were scared of the teacher and their parents if they misbehaved. And also this this new math, I, I had kids a few years back in grade five and six and the math they were taking was ridiculous. And one thing the government could do is go back to the old common sense way of teaching math. Well, there's no doubt, and, and as I listen to you, Bruce, I'm in my mind, I'm I'm check check. I mean, there's no doubt. When I was in school, I didn't dare misbehave because there were consequences at school, and there were consequences at home. Right? Exactly. Both both of those are important. Yeah, and exactly. And I I didn't go to country school. I just missed it. So you know, you can get an idea. I'm I'm 73, so. Well, I appreciate you calling in this morning, Bruce, and uh, stay warm. I hope you have a good weekend. And uh, Kelvington, along with the Mets of Saskatchewan, is going to get some warmer weather soon, so that's a good thing. one 332 8255 Good time for one more call before we take a break. Let's go to Jody and Regina. What have you got for us? You got a hug today? Good morning. I have a hug. Let's hear it. I just wanted to share that, you know, the kids are good out there as my friend Janet said, and she shared that the kids at Sheldon Williams, the senior girls basketball team, they don't have enough kids to make a team, so they went uh, and amalgamated with Tom Collegiate. And typically the team wears only the Sheldon uniforms for their games, and the girls thought it would be great to let the Tom girls have their uniforms be visible, and they wore the Tom uniforms in a game. And I just think... That speaks to so much. Um, there's a lot of good happening out there with kids. they got good hearts. They're great leaders, and we should be super proud of the work that our youth are doing here in the city and in the province. So awesome. congrats to them. Awesome. I love it. I love that you shared that. Thanks so much for calling in. You know, that that story there, when you think about the, the, the Sheldon basketball team, the senior girls basketball team, doesn't have enough to make a team. So, so instead of saying we're not going to have a team, they say, you know what, let's find another school that's having a tough time making a team, and they found Tom, and they said, let's put a team together. That makes me think about years, over the years, and it still happens today, small-town Saskatchewan sometimes struggles to put a team together. I'm from Abernethy, and I remember we had a team called the Abernethy Combines. Not not because of agriculture, not that kind of combine. Combines because we're combining from literally Kelleher to Kalali, I think. We had kids... From small communities, like I think the the town that had the most on the team had about four kids, but we had a team of 15 players, hockey players, that came from like nine communities. And it was so good. We, We spread out the practices. We spread out the games. We played in different community rinks. And how good is that for building relationships between peers that might not necessarily go to the same school, but ultimately... That's Saskatchewan. And so when I hear about that happening, even in a large city like Regina, where they don't have enough for a senior girls basketball team, as Jody pointed out, Sheldon and Tom combine forces. They wear each other's jerseys. That's good stuff. That's what Bugs and Hugs is all about, by the way. 
1-877-332-8255. We'll take a quick break. More calls are coming in. We're going to go to Peter and Moose Jaw next, so stick around. Right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. 10 o'clock, your opportunity to call in and let us know what's bugging you or something that you want to send a hug out to. I knew that we'd get some education-themed thoughts coming through the phone line and the text line, and uh, there's definitely a ton of them coming in. Rick texts in saying, people that are calling in and complaining that the teachers make too much money, don't ever consider that after four-plus years of university, spend about 15 years paying off student loans. They deserve every penny. If you don't like it, go get a degree, and then you can make that money. Another text here didn't send his name along with it or her name, but saying, I can share that as an adult, I went back and completed my education degree. I had two children entering my schooling. The university did a great job preparing me. You aren't even allowed to graduate unless you have a certain uh, ed psych classes in order to handle and plan. Nothing prepares you more in experience, of course, but I can honestly share that schooling and clientele in schools have changed over the last 12 years more drastically in the last Five or six one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Got a call on the line here. Peter and Moose Jaw has been hanging on. Thanks for weighing in. And I know your your bug today has to do with this whole teachers situation. Correct? That's that's correct, Devin. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now. I, I don't. I'm very skeptical of anything involving the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation because they have agendas over and above what they're talking about here with teachers and getting better deals for them in, in the labor uh, negotiations. Because they they don't just think that Premier Scott Moe has bad ideas. They think he's evil. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to take him down. Now, I believe that there is a coalition here between the NDP and the Saskatchewan Teacher Federation. It's been there for a long time. So they will do these things in negotiations because they say things like, you know what, it's not about money. Yet they want a 6% raise over four years. So it is about money. So don't, don't say it's not about money because it is. You know, Peter, it's an, it, it's an interesting point. I, I had the Premier on yesterday, and I actually asked him a question very similar to what you just said about, you know, that perceived alliance between STF and the NDP, and I asked him if politics clouds how they deal with this issue. And the, the Premier's answer was that, you know, he thinks teachers across the province, we all have friends and, and people that are teachers or somehow involved in education, and, and he thinks they walk on all political spectrums. And so, you know, he didn't really feel like that was a thing. But but I hear what you're saying. So before I let you go, I have Samantha Beacott, who's the STF president. I just found out she will be joining us first thing on Monday morning. If you were able to ask Samantha Beacott a question, Peter, what would it be? Uh, my question for Samantha is this. Tell me why you guys are now going to rotating strikes and you're not coming at the table. You, you want to you force a strike, yet your, your main issue that you say you're pushing is class size. And that's never been negotiated into a contract anywhere in Western Canada. So you're asking for something that's completely out of the ordinary. It's what we call in negotiation a red herring. So what is your main issue? Okay, Peter, I'm going to work that into my questioning on uh, Monday morning. Frank, let's make a note. one 332 8255 Bugs and Hugs is your opportunity to call in and weigh in. Leslie is on the phone from Regina. What have you got for us today, Leslie? Hey, I've got a hug going out there to the farmers today, Evan. Uh, I live in Regina. I am happily ensconced in my nice, warm house. 
But next weekend, I am meeting my farmer here in Regina. They are bringing the beef that I ordered. And I just want to give them a big thank you because I know how much work goes into being out there, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day looking after those cattle in the cold weather. And there's nothing better than farm beef, hey, Les? I agree. I love it. Exactly. No, we... We found a little group on Facebook called Sask Farm to Fork, and we found a farmer that we love getting the beef from, Gavilin Farms, and they are wonderful. They are way in the south part of the province, and they bring the best beef ever right to us. And well, that's awesome. I just give all my thanks to Calvin and Marla Gavilin for that. So Good stuff, Leslie. Thanks. Care. Thanks so much for calling in. one 332 8255 Let's go to Nancy now on the road. What have you got for us today on Bugs and Hugs, Nancy? Hi, can you hear me? I sure can. Okay, first I've got a big hug, and it's an old, old hug. I'm actually on my way to my daughter's track meet, and this hug comes from last year. There was a track meet in Regina, and I, I always listen to the show in the off hours because I actually am a teacher. Yep. And uh, at the track meet, there was... Little kids involved in it, and this little girl must have been about eight years old, and they were in a big heated race that was close, and one of the little girls fell down, and she was the one that I'm talking about was actually in the lead, and she stopped, and she helped this little girl get up, and they crossed the finish line together. Oh, that's good. And I never heard anybody phone in for a hug, and I just... That's good sportsmanship. Good sports. Yeah. Okay, Nancy, we got 30 seconds, so let's hear your bug. Oh, no, I'm a teacher, so I might call back. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you that offer. If you want, I can put you on hold, and we'll bring you back as the first yeah. caller. You yeah, want to do that? do that, then. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold, Nancy. Thanks so much. <laughs> I like that. Hey, I'm a teacher. I need more than 30 seconds based on what's going on in the province right now. Fair enough. Nancy will be first up, but the phones are continuing for you. one 332 8255 You want to phone in, you want to text in. It's Bugs and Hugs. Every Friday we give you this opportunity to weigh in on what's bugging you or what's great, and you want to send out a hug More of your thoughts coming up next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Give it up. Why don't you do the world a favor and pull your lip over your head and swallow? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Because they're all good kids until dried out brain dead skags like you drag them down and convince them they're no good. I love it. This is Bugs and Hugs. For Alibi Vodka. Every Friday at 10, thanks to our friends at Alibi Vodka, we are able to bring you Bugs and Hugs. It's the opportunity for you to give us your thoughts on what's bugging you today. Yeah, the teacher thing, the education thing. People are coming at it from all angles. It's a bug for a lot of people, but for for various different reasons. But there's some hugs being thrown in there as well. Bev in Saskatoon says, a hug to the teachers for advocating for students and a bug to the government. That starts the pay of an MLA at 106000 A beginning teacher for four years university starts at 56000 Bev in Saskatoon, thanks for that. Also got a text in. We just had a caller who was talking about thinking it was wrong that the STF was trying to bargain class size and complexity into their collective agreement. Um, 
made the statement that it didn't happen anywhere in Western Canada. In my head, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure it happened in BC. Since then, I've been able to confirm that it did. And we got a texter that said, yeah, it's happened in BC, Ontario, and Quebec. So it has happened for sure. And it has happened in, in Western Canada. Not, you know, not something that we've seen in Saskatchewan, isn't in, in Manitoba or Alberta yet, but doesn't mean that, that it won't happen. I still am skeptical that it's going to make its way into a collective agreement for teachers here, but I'm a hundred percent committed to believing that it's an issue that needs to be dealt with. Need hundred percent needs to be, to be dealt with. By the way, speaking of that Quebec teachers, Ratification. I've got the uh, the document here. Twenty four point five percent pay raise for some of the teachers on their pay scale. Some of them not as much. So it had to do with where they're at on the seniority scale. Some of them got seventeen point four over the life of their. It's a five year agreement, by the way. So it's important to know it's over five years. But seventeen point four percent for some, up to twenty four point five for others. So that's a pretty significant, and that takes their teachers. Up to, I think for the 26-27 school year, uh, their teachers, their average would be $109,000. So that's uh, a pretty substantial pay raise that they got in Quebec. Will we see that here? Of course, the numbers that are being thrown out. The province is offering a three-year deal worth 7%. The teachers are asking for 2% a year for four years, plus a cost of living index over and above that. one 877 Five five. Just reading text as they're coming in here. Lots of people texting in with with bugs and hugs. You can give us a call as well. We lost Nancy. She was going to hold on. She's a teacher. She wanted to say something, but she was on the road and she had bad coverage. So she's going to get herself to a better spot, close to a cell tower. How Saskatchewan of us. We'll wait till she's back in in uh, phone coverage and we'll get her on the air. But I will go to James now, who's calling in from Regina. James, thanks for calling in. What have you got for us today? A bug or a hug? Kind of a bit of both, sir. All right, let's uh, hear it. So I know that there was sort of a lot of been talked about the teachers and, and education and such, so I'm actually not going to talk about that. All right, that's all right. What I'm going to talk about is yesterday, I'm, I'm not sure if it was on any of your, of your programs, um, yesterday virtually every small business had to pay back $40,000 yep. that they likely didn't have based on the current economics. And even if they were able to get a loan, and I'm not sure if the banks are required to give it or if people have to qualify, because if you couldn't pay the 40000 it's not likely they're going to be able to qualify for the 40000 And even if they did, that's an extra $1,200 a month they have to pay because it's only a three-year loan. And I'm talking about people who employ the nation, like small businesses, what most cities are built on, not, not necessarily big corporate businesses. And um, I, I, I want to thank everybody who, who slugs every day because a lot of them barely make a living wage running their own business. For sure. And uh, so a bit of a bug. I wish you guys would talk more about it because I think it's going to cost everybody a lot ultimately when businesses can't make it. And, uh, and then I hope with the teachers and the government, everybody um, sits back and has a calmer approach mm-hmm and understanding of where everybody's coming from. I, unfortunately, people do have agendas, and that's the reality. Uh, but I think it's important that everybody takes a calm approach to it and doesn't use social media to bash people, but to add some appreciation back. 
Good stuff, James. I appreciate the call. The, the, the SEBA thing is a big thing. Uh, yesterday was the deadline for, for lots of, of businesses that were able to access that SEBA loan. And that, that loan, don't forget, through that SEBA program, which stands for the Canadian Emergency Business Account, I think, that SEBA program, $49 billion from the federal government was paid out to like 900,000 businesses across Canada. It was a big chunk of change. But knowing that it had to be paid back by yesterday, yesterday's deadline, basically if you met it, means that you were forgiven $20,000 of the maximum $60,000 loan. So I have a couple of friends in Saskatchewan who accessed that, who basically only used bits and pieces of it because they were fearful of what was going to happen when they had to pay it back. Others had no op- no option. They had staff to pay, and so that SIBA loan was their lifeline to staying afloat through the pandemic. But now the challenge of paying it back, and you know, I think the point was well taken there, that yeah, you could get a loan, but that loan means that you're paying interest on it, right? I think they've got a 5% uh, interest on that as well. And some businesses aren't going to be able to do it. They might default. You might see businesses uh, going under as a result of it. And so this is is definitely a, a challenge. And I certainly wish and thinking of uh, any small business owner who's who's trying to work their way through that today. Hugs and hugs today. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. We're going to stay on the theme of education. I'm going to go to Emma Lake now. Tom is on the line. What's your bug today, Tom? Um, my bug is the teachers thinking they're going to get uh, classroom sizes in their collective agreement. If we don't like what the government's doing, we elect a new government. If you don't like what the Board of Education is doing, elect a new board. Let's say we put it in the collective agreement, no more than 20 kids in the class and you need an EA. All of a sudden, three teachers get, quit and you get 10 new kids. Where did those kids go? Did they go home? Or how do you pick the ones that we're not going to educate? They're, like It makes no sense. It, it, it couldn't work if it wanted to. You know, I've talked to a couple of, of principals that are friends of mine that say they don't like the idea either. And don't forget principals. I mean, they won't come on the air and talk about it. They're part of the STF, but they say that, that that ability to make those decisions has to happen school by school, community by community. And so putting it into kind of a standard collective agreement, they don't think will work. But, you know, I interestingly enough, Tom, I had a couple of speech pathologists on this week who said, really, it's the, the class size thing is, they, in their opinion, was a bit of a red herring because they said you could have a class of 35 kids, but if they're all well-behaved, they're all learning at the same pace, it's not a problem for the teacher versus a class of 20 kids with eight complex needs, and it's completely out of control. I agree with you. And, you know, you could put the, you could put it in there, but it, it's impossible for it to work. You, what do you do, go and strike if the classroom is bigger than 20? You know, I was a trade union person my whole life. I was elected. I worked for Saskatchewan Government Employees Union. It can't work, won't work, and shouldn't work. Tell me a quick weather report from Emma Lake. What do you got going there today? Uh, It's only minus 18. There's no snow. There's next to no wind. And the fact that there's no snow means I'm driving my truck instead of my sled. (laughs) All right. On the road with Tom at Emma Lake. I like it. 1-877-332-8255. All right. Nancy is back. I knew that we'd get you back, Nancy. Thanks so much. So we left off. You were saying you're a teacher. I said you got 30 seconds. You said, Evan, I need more than that. Here we go. What have you got for me today, Nancy? Well, I just want to say, first of all, that I've been a teacher for 30-plus years, and um, times have really changed. 
So even five to ten years, if you have not been in the school system, you're way out of touch and you really don't have a clue as to what's going on. Um, it's changing all the time. Um, right now, I teach a grade six class and I've got 27 students and I just lost two that were at the very bottom of my, like the lowest leveled kids. And right. of my 27 students, I've got nine of them that in certain areas they could use one-on-one help. Like we're not in a classroom anymore where we have one or two kids or three kids that could they, they used to get pulled for resource room. That's a thing of the past. And like I said, I've got about nine students that literally could use one-on-one help. Um, for example, so that your listeners get a better understanding what I mean by that. I've got three of them that are, that really can't read. They're at a kindergarten to grade two level reading. I've got three of them, those same three, they need scribing for. And and so they can't write on their own. If they're going to do a written assignment, it needs to be scribed for them, written out for them. And with regards to the rest of the class in, in, in reading, they range anywhere from K to grade four. And I probably have a third of my class would be at a grade six level reading. So, Nancy, before I let you go, I, I'm going to ask you a, a question that I, I think I know the answer to. But let's take the, yeah. the three that are really struggling that you were talking about. Why are they in grade six? Because they keep getting pushed on with their peers. And, but you got to understand, too, different areas of the province, we get students from areas and situations that um, are difficult where they haven't been getting the education. Um, and I know in, in our school division, in our school, in many of the schools, a huge problem is the kids' attendance. They're not coming to school. They're not sent to school. Um, it's not a priority. So we have large numbers of students who have missed so many of their previous years. They've missed the basics, and so they're getting pushed on with their peers. And so now we've got these classrooms that are just, like you said, we're, we're in a, a one-room classroom. But how do you deal with all these complexities? And they keep saying numbers. We're complaining about the numbers. Numbers mean nothing. It's the complexities. If I had 30 kids, if I had 35 kids in my classroom that were all at a grade six level, it would be a piece of cake. No problem. The problem is the complexities and these kids, how do you meet the needs of kids who can't write, who can't read? I'm supposed to be teaching grade six curriculum. Well, Nancy, uh, you were right. You couldn't do it in 30 seconds, so I'm glad that we were able to hang on to you and keep you there. I'm going to continue to move on. More calls coming in, more texts, but thanks so much for, for weighing in. It's Bugs and Hugs, and it continues next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. That's nice. That's awesome. Way to go. Neat okay. Oh, that is you flower son of bitches. I just want to give you a big hug. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is Bugs and Hugs. For Alibi Vodka. 
Last little bit of time that we have to get your bugs or hugs on the air. one 332 8255 Up to Saskatoon. Darcy is on the phone, and I understand you've got a bug and a hug, Darcy. Well, it, it, I guess it could be both, but let's 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 look at things here. I, I listened to your show, this show, for a long time. And 20 years ago, on this very show, they talked about moving children along who were not ready and completed the work from last year. And now, ding, 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 here we are. It's a so, problem. It was a problem, and we could have seen it coming. Well, we did see it coming. We did see it coming, but nobody did anything about it. The last lady you had on talked about a certain amount of her children in her grade 6 class don't meet the, the, the requirement to be in grade 6. But they have been. that's five years of moving along without making the requirements. I'm sorry. You're, you've got to stop what they're doing and reevaluate what's going on. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Darcy in Saskatoon says we have to be looking at failing kids. If they can't move on, they shouldn't move on to the next class. We're going to stay on the education theme. Ray in Rokenville. What have you got for us, Ray? Hi, how are you this fine morning? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I used to go to school with your dad. Is that right? Yeah. Well, My cousin is the RM secretary in Abernethy. Oh, well, nice to meet you. I appreciate you calling in. What's your thoughts yeah. here today on this whole STF thing? Well, I am now living in Rokenville, and my uh, all my kids went to school here. My one daughter, in grade six, couldn't read. She could guesstimate what the sentence meant and could sort of tell you what it was, but she couldn't just read it. So I had to go to the teachers and tell them to do something. Uh, what do you want us to do? I said, well, you're the teachers. You're the one that's being paid for this. You pushed her along, and she couldn't read. So why don't you do something? Well, what do, we, what do you want us to do? And I said, well... Health and social studies can go by the wayside. Reading can't. You have to teach her to read. Well, we could put her back into grade five, and this is at Christmas time. I said, what do you want to do, totally destroy the girl? Mm-hmm. So finally, they, they uh, dumped health, and they dumped uh, social studies, and they brought a teacher in, and they taught her to read, brought her up, and she graduated grade 12 with a really good marks. So the supports, when they're in place, they absolutely work. And we're hearing that from teachers. We're hearing that from parents. And we're hearing people consistently saying, we need to come together as a province and fix this problem. Ray, thanks so much for calling in. appreciate connecting with you today. I want to go back to the text line. We got a hug here. I just wanted to send it out. Gordon Regina, hugs to Garrett Watson for stopping to help my daughter on the side of the road by Fort Capel. Daughter was having car issues, got her back to Fort Capel. Then he says in the text, I don't know if Garrett has two T's in his name, but I'll give him a second T for terrific. (laughs) I like that. And remember, we had the caller earlier in the show that said people need to stop if you see someone in the ditch or off to the side of the road. So good job, Garrett. Thanks for doing that, and thanks for sending it in. Tim and PA texts in, too. Hugs for giving Nancy some time to clearly explain that issue in classroom. Hopefully the skeptics understand now. This is a this is a big issue, and although it feels divisive, I think we have to find a way, and we're going to talk about this more. In fact, I mentioned Monday, Samantha Beacott's coming on, so we will continue to talk about the teachers and education, but ultimately, how do we come together and fix it? This is our province. These are our kids. 
This is our future. Let's do it. Let's find a way to do this. Thanks for playing along with Bugs and Hugs today at one 332 8255 right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.